Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world, though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Avi Rosenzweig. He has spent the last decade as a business development and strategic planning consultant, working with private and publicly traded healthcare companies and helping them gain an in-depth understanding of their markets while providing insight on how investors think and what they look for. In addition to being an expert connector, Avi excels in taking early and late stage healthcare startups to the next level, leveraging his extensive network, knowledge, and experience. A native New Yorker, Avi's expertise is in helping startups reach their target markets and helping young companies expand and develop. That is the focus of the work he does at New Field Advisors. And today he's speaking to us from Israel, where he's doing a lot of work and helping a lot of the Israeli companies be discovered here in the U.S. health market. So Avi, it's a privilege to have you here on the podcast and really looking forward to our conversation today. I appreciate the title. Wonderful to be here. Yeah. And so before we dive into what you guys are doing at Newfield, tell us a little bit more about what inspires your work in healthcare. Sure. So, you know, today, especially what's going on today, really watching the, the healthcare providers worldwide as they literally put their lives on the line to save others is incredibly inspirational. On a personal note, my wife's an OBGYN. I've watched her for years, working 85, 90 hours a week, chasing after patients in the middle of the night. But the truth is, my focus and dedication really started when I was young. Sadly, I had two classmates, one in elementary school, one in high school, both out of cancer, simply because oh. it was caught too late. Hmm. And see, I have a problem. I don't deal with blood. I see blood, I pass out face first in it. So hmm. being a doctor was never an option for me, but I do know business. And nice. I do also understand the really the focus of how healthcare business works as much as I can. And I use those to really try to focus my career on improving healthcare through my business skills. Love it. That's so great, Avi. And uh, you know your niche, you know what you're good at, you're tackling it. And so let's hone in on it. So talk to us about new field advisors and how you guys are adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things I learned a bunch of years ago is that the ecosystem in Israel specifically focused on healthcare innovation is incredibly broad and strong. But while there are tremendous ideas and IP developed here over years incredibly well, most of it fails to move the needle in the U.S. And there are a bunch of reasons for that, but we've really identified three core factors, which we as a team help to resolve. The first one is a simple lack of understanding of the healthcare system in the U.S. It's complexities. We can go to this for hours, but at the end of the day, too many entrepreneurs go to a hospital with a parent or with a child and they see a problem. They think, I can solve that with technology. Technology isn't usually the problem. The problem is reimbursement, is regulatory issues, 
is the willingness of hospitals and payers and providers to take outside solutions, especially if they're one-off solutions or single solution providers that don't integrate with others. So how do you bring a single solution? How do you bring a problem which they don't even know how to work with the IT systems in place, the EMRs and the different opportunities? How do you bring that from a very distant country into U.S. healthcare? That's problem number one. Problem number two, which is related, is the lack of access to resources, to connections. You and I know this very well. It's very difficult to reach physicians to just have a conversation, to give you, even as a patient, to give you the time of day. If you talk about that, forget about reaching hospital executives, C-level executives, or even harder, insurance executives, mm-hmm. or the industry executives. It also be very difficult to reach. So how do you create a systematic approach where you can build those relationships and explain in a succinct manner what you're looking to do, what you have, and how do you do that over a period of time while you're developing a technology? And the last piece coming from literally across the world is there are significant cultural and language barriers. Even many Israelis speak Hebrew fluently, but they miss social cues. They miss nuance. And when you do that in a meeting with an executive and you miss their main point, not because it was said, but because what wasn't said, or the eye roll or the glance between two VPs of a company, if you don't notice those things, you're going to fail to integrate your message in a way which touches them, which reaches them. So beyond that, there are also corporate cultural gaps. In Israel, a large company might be 500 employees, maybe 1,000 employees. There could be a CEO, a VP, and a director, maybe. In America, when you're talking about big industry companies, you're talking about hospitals, there are 15, 20 levels of management. How do you manage that process from a director to a senior director to a VP to an SVP to an EVP to a GM? How do you create that situation where you identify your champion, work with them to go up and down that scale to find the right people and and make sure that your message is hitting the right target? So our team, led by myself and Dr. Jonathan Ringo, just so you know, Dr. Jonathan Ringo recently moved to Israel. He was former president of Sinai Hospital in Baltimore. So we work very closely together with our team and with our experience, but even I will say point blank, his knowledge, clinical and administrative and healthcare uh, management experience, gravitas, connections. We resolve those first two issues. We're able to get entree to the right people at the right time. We're able to use our skills, our knowledge to make sure that our message is being, that our, our strategy, that our refined notes are being acknowledged in a way which dollars and cents make sense for those hospital systems, for those clinics, for those payers for the industry, of course. So we understand the dollar flow and how it works. So we create a business model that makes it attractive for the healthcare systems. And of course, also attractive for the investors and for the startup companies. But at the end of the day, it all starts with us having to identify a pain point and finding the right solution. So that's the beginning part of the process. And at the end of the day, as Americans who live in Israel, who speak Hebrew fluently and who speak English fluently, we can relate and translate the language differences, the cultural differences, and the the medical specific cultural and business differences and do that in a way which helps them develop a relationship, refine the relationship, and bring a much higher level of success to those companies over a period of time. Love it. Now you've captured it very clearly. It's that lack of understanding of the system's complexity, lack of access to resources, and understanding those cultural and corporate cultural nuances to really capture market share, get traction. And so talk to us about some of the results and how you've been able to improve business for some of these companies. Sure. So so we as a group are actually brand new. Both Dr. Ringo and myself have been working separately for years. We united forces literally in the past uh, six weeks. 
we can talk for many for a long time about his successes and my successes separately. But I actually want to kind of hit on to what's the difference about us today because of this combination, because I think that's a much bigger difference. Among other things, we're a springboard. What's that mean? It means we're literally trying to create the abilities to jump higher and faster. And we do that by leveraging our own information, but more specifically, the connections and concepts that we have throughout the U.S. and healthcare executives. And just as importantly, we also are part of a larger system which owns a telehealth practice, which is already today servicing healthcare systems throughout the U.S., hospitals, insurance companies, clinics, and old age homes, senior centers. So we use that platform to also vet the companies that we're starting to work with by doing pilots, U.S.-focused pilots in U.S. healthcare systems from our Israeli telehealth platform, which makes it cheaper, faster, but using real live data from the U.S. systems. It's a company called Convergence as our sister company. We're literally okay. getting real-life data from U.S. platforms, which is not only understandable, but it also works with all the different administrative systems and EMRs that we need to do from our Israeli platform. So we're utilizing our abilities to have ongoing conversations with C-level executives, CMIOs, heads of IT in all the different levels of healthcare, and then putting that together with our ability to be a very quick, simple, low-cost opportunity to pilot locally from Israel into their actual own system and show them data live on their system, which proves the point to them without having to go through all the hoops of their local IT. Obviously, we do IRBs with everything locally, but without having to go through their own hoops, we create the protocol, we create the data endpoints, the clinical endpoints, and we pilot them locally in the US. So it's an incredible platform, which just adds significant cost savings and clear value from day one. Oh, I think it's definitely differentiated and leveraging the experience and the existing business that you have, the data that you have. I think it could be really meaningful to startups and companies that have, you know, maybe have already gotten some initial traction. So it's a new venture. So right now you guys are still, you have your wins from previous career lives, but right now you guys are wanting to get the message out and or reason we got you guys here on the podcast. So talk to us about maybe a setback you've experienced and a key learning that came from that and now why you're developing this company. Sure. So, so you know, it's funny. I tell my kids for many years, fail early and fail often. Mm-hmm. Success breeds confidence, which is wonderful. It teaches us a lot. When my wife was in medical school, I started my first consulting business, young, 24 years old, and brought some real value to a bunch of companies early on. But at the end of the day, I couldn't figure out how to model it for myself. So even though some of the companies I worked with were succeeding, I earned literally $0.00 and zero cents over a six-month period. Hmm. It's a pretty big failure when you're working your rear end off and not earning a penny, despite the fact that those around you are making money. I realized at that point, you can't rush experience. At the end of the day, we have to see, do, teach. And that simply happens over a period of time. One of the things that you learn as you do it is that the more you open your eyes, the more you're open to learning from people around you, the more you explore, the more you read, the more you dive into things that you don't know how to do and learn along the way. It creates the sense of, I can do anything because I started with zero and I learned how to do. So when you do that, when you're 24, you don't know how to do that. But when you do that over a period of years after that, and you really start building processes that help you dive into new industries, new experiences, it allows you to understand that, okay, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I have the resources, I have the capabilities, I have some knowledge, and I have people who can guide me in the right direction. So I remember my consulting business 10 years later, 10 years ago, with a few ups and downs, 
but honestly, mostly up. And the trajectory has been phenomenal for the last couple of years. That's awesome. And some good learnings too. You can't expect to know everything up front. And you certainly captured that in your message. As you think about this venture that you're up to and how you could leverage some of the experience that you and, and your partner, Dr. Ringo, have, you know, what are you most excited about? Honestly, I am so excited about my team and the opportunities that are presenting themselves every single day between our core team, which includes a PhD in healthcare economics with tremendous experience, a young woman who came out of Ashner, who's joined our team with tremendous knowledge, background of how hospitals work from within at a lower level. But we also have direct access as part of our greater team to 60-level hospital executives, and we're building an advisory board, which is simply incredible, made up of geographically spread out hospital executives, payer executives. So the internal team, the external team, and then what honestly has blown me away is the opportunities from U.S. healthcare systems that are literally knocking on our door, calling us on a daily basis, asking us to find ways to cooperate. We now actually have an Israeli hospital that asks us to cooperate as well. You know, I, I said to my wife at the beginning, the first test of the first few weeks is to see if we're going to grow some legs. I didn't anticipate that we were going to grow into a centipede. And that's honestly what's happening. It's been, it's shocked and blown me away every day. And it's incredibly exciting. That's awesome, Mommy. Well, it's a testament to what you guys are building and, uh, you know, connecting the dots between an innovative geography over there in Israel and, and an area of need across really the globe. But obviously, you know, U.S. healthcare is a, is a great opportunity. It's fantastic. And, and I'm really excited for you guys to really, you know, see that you're creating the traction you're creating so early. So folks, uh, if you're curious about the work that Avi and his team are up to, it's newfieldbd.com. We'll also put the link inside of the show notes. But Avi, why don't you go ahead and leave us a closing thought and the best place that the listeners could reach out to you and your team if they want to continue the conversation? Sure. So, you know, as the world changes so quickly, given what's happening today with this crazy pandemic, and the lack of travel, the lack of closeness between people, I think the healthcare world is, on one hand, suffering the most because of that need to constantly be at the forefront and be challenged with what's going on. But what's happening in the innovation side of the healthcare is remarkable. We're seeing new paradigms that normally take a decade or more to happen happening almost on a weekly basis. You see the FDA, which is one of the slowest moving organizations, having to move and making decisions to literally change telemedicine and diagnostics on a daily basis to things that we were only hoping to see in 5, 10, 15 years, we're already seeing today. So from my perspective, that adds incredible opportunity, not only for Israeli innovation, but for worldwide innovation to really take a huge step forward, whether it's in digital health or in telehealth or in healthcare IT. I would say our focus has been in population health management, in creating efficiencies, cost-saving efficiencies, and in chronic disease management, all areas that are really suffering tremendous setbacks because people aren't going to their physicians or their hospitals, but that creates tremendous opportunity on almost a daily basis for us and for a lot of other people around the world. So while in a very, very trying time in the world of innovation, it's also an incredibly exciting time and opportunistic time. The best way to reach me, you mentioned my website. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. We're starting to build a nice community. Uh, we post some new data. We're starting to build a blog as well. So you can find me under um, Newfield Healthcare Consultants, Avi Rosenzweig. Uh, pretty active and uh, look forward to meeting you there. Love it, Avi. Really appreciate you jumping on and sharing the exciting work you guys are up to. And, and folks, take Avi up on the connection 
reach out. If there's a way that you could benefit from the work that he and his team are doing, now's the opportunity. So Avi, appreciate you coming on and uh, really, really looking forward to seeing how you guys progress here. Thanks so much, Joel. Appreciate the time and look forward to being in touch. Hey, everyone. Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.